Welcome to the Stats Matter Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Gunner, and today we want to talk about what um, impact the coronavirus has on college sports. Now, the coronavirus has pretty much canceled almost every single sporting event uh, across the world. The last thing I could check was, uh, I guess there was some soccer league in Russia or something like that, or Belarus that was still open. But I highly doubt that those uh, leagues are still running at this point. Um, Yeah, so we're going to remember March uh, 13th was the day that the sports world stopped due to to the coronavirus. Going from the NBA and NHL to postponing their seasons to the brand new XFL canceling the rest of their season. The Major League Baseball... Delaying the start of the new season. To March Madness being canceled all in, all together. It definitely has an impact on every sport fan in this country. For myself personally, I couldn't go on the air that weekend. Is one, it stung because this is what I like to do. Is I like to talk about sports. I enjoy watching sports. I enjoy playing sports. I enjoy interacting with others on sports. But when it's all taken away in less than a day, you have to, you really have to realize that it cannot all be sports that goes on in your life. That's something where for almost almost a month now, I've not been able to watch a live sporting event. The best thing I've seen on ESPN is a marble run every other Sunday, it seems like. In fact, I bet you there's one going on this afternoon. And honestly, it's very entertaining. But the one thing I do want to say before I get started on this topic of college sports during the coronavirus is for those who listen, I appreciate those who listen to this and those who don't actually. In fact, I want to get back to just hanging out with friends in person, going back to church. Going back to work normally. Like, I, I want to get back to my normal routine. Doesn't necessarily have to have sports involved. I would like it. It's a nice hobby. But at the same time, when it's not there for you, you have to look at what the things matter in life. Sports is entertainment. It's an, it's an optional entertainment. It's not necessary to live. I want to get that fact straight. Because as a child, sports was an idol. Sports was something that was at the pinnacle of everything that I I stood for. Like, I mean, for crying out loud, when I was like 11 years old, my aunt, or my aunt, uh, depends on however people like to say aunt, aunt, or go with my aunt. Um, 
my aunt uh, called me a sports encyclopedia. Now, here's the thing. At 11 years old, I should know what an encyclopedia is. Me, however, because I was so drained in the sports as an 11-year-old, I didn't even know what an encyclopedia was until later on. I had to ask what that was. <laughs> like, what's an encyclopedia? <laughs> it's similar to a dictionary. It's a helper for a dictionary. Um, anyway, that's just the basic answer. I do know what it means now. <laughs> I mean, that, that was ten years ago. If I was there, t if this happened ten years ago, this would have been devastating on my child. Because I would have sat down, and I would have been like, I don't know what else to do. Because as a child, if it was the summertime, I enjoyed that seven o'clock time when when the watching the Detroit Tigers or every once in a while the Cubs were on TV, watch them in the afternoon, maybe in the evening sometimes. Or if it was the fall, I enjoyed watching the Red Wings and sometimes the Pistons back when they were actually good. Um, wasn't really into Michigan basketball yet. Was just getting into Michigan football. They weren't playing that great when I started watching them, unfortunately. That was right after Lloyd Carr retired. I got to watch his last season, which wasn't that great of a year, but I mean, it, it was significantly great compared to the, the next like seven years. Um, and that's the thing, because at that time, all the way through high school, it was sports. That's all I wanted to talk about. That's all I thought about. In fact, I remember sitting in my youth group, and I got called up because it was uh, around March Madness. And I think this was... I think this was my senior year of high school, so this would have been the 2016 tournament. I could be wrong. Um, I think it was the 2016 tournament. And it was A or B, basically. Like, pick it, either A or B. And you had a little prize. If you, each question, and there was a prize for each question. If you got it right, you kept the prize. If you got it wrong, you had to toss it into the crowd from behind your back after they spun you around, just so that you weren't targeting certain sections of the <laughs> of the uh, room. I think, from my recollection, I only got two wrong. One of them was a misread of a question. It was a misunderstanding. It wasn't really worded pro very well. I mean, I'm not going to... It was just an accident. Um, just, yeah, it happens. I'm not, I'm, I don't hold that. I just remember that because I remember being confused. <laughs> um, and then there was one where I, I got it wrong. But then they decided, well, if we make up a question now, this can be, since we had one more prize, it's either win or take all. If I got it wrong, then I had to toss everything into the crowd. And I was cool with that. And I got it right. And me sitting in church, as I'm putting everything in a, uh, a Walmart bag, one of the other youth leaders yelled out from the crowd, what are the 
first. What are the, not the first four. Well, it'd be the first four uh, authors of the New Testament, the Gospels, as we call them. Uh, the grouping of those books. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And he asked me from the crowd, for everybody, there's probably like 50, 60 kids there watching and listening. He yells out, who are the authors for Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? And me thinking, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which is correct, and those were the authors of those books. I was I was puzzled because I thought maybe it was a trick question. But I never answered it. That's the thing. I wasn't even sure of that. And so it really got me thinking a little bit in high school. Senior year of high school, it got me thinking a little bit. It convicted me. Fast forward, and not much happened. I mean, I kept the same habits. I enjoyed watching sports. Um, not, and not, I kept it going. I go to Word of Life Bible Institute. Hopefully, if you're, you were an alumni or if you're a current student or a staff member there, shout out to you guys. Um, I'm praying for you guys uh, up in New York, Screen Lake, New York, and then down Hudson, Florida, and in over 70 different countries around the world. Um, I'm praying for this whole organization uh, every day for you guys. Um, I remember being a student. I enjoyed sports. That was my hobby. Sometimes it conflicted with my homework. And there were weeks where I totally messed up the homework, and there were some weeks where I was able to just shut it off and get the homework done. But there came a time in the summer of my second year as a Bible college student. The 2018 FIFA World Cup was on. For me, I was just getting into soccer within the last year or two. And in 2014, it was the first time I actually watched the World Cup, and I thought it was amazing. Because I liked the international aspect of soccer and the competitiveness. And I was learning soccer at the Bible Institute from some of the international students. Shout out to uh, all those international students that helped me out, especially my roommate, Uriel, um, who's from Spain. Um, shout out to him for explaining some stuff for me. Uh, we were roommates. Awesome roommate. We also taught him hockey on the Xbox. And within like two days, he was whooping uh, our butts in the dorm. <laughs> so... I mean, you can imagine, uh, he was a quick learner. When we tried to play FIFA, I think I played one time, and I think it was like five or six to nothing at halftime. And then we just called it then. <laughs> we both were like, yeah, this, is, this isn't going well. Let's just go back to hockey. And that's how it went. Um, now, here's the FIFA World back, back to the summer. FIFA World Cup 2018. There was like two or three or four games every day from the middle of June to the middle of July. So for me, and most of them were in the mornings to afternoons. The, the tournament was in Russia. Um, I tried to watch as many games as I could. I mean, they were all, most for the most part, except for like the, in the Robin round, the final games of the, 
of the pool, um, they, if you're in the same pool, you both started at the same time in the, your last game before the knockout round. But before that, it was... They uh, started at different times. It was like 9 a.m., uh, 12 p.m., 3.30. Um, and if it was like a Saturday or Sunday, it was like 7 a.m. and 9.30 and, and all that fun stuff. Different times on Saturdays and Sundays. And I remember I was talking to my supervisor at the time. I'm not going to name names, but he he really got me thinking. And and this didn't even, like, if, like I didn't think about it at first. He goes, and I was trying to watch as much. Like, I was literally watching it while we were working at times. And there was a point where they, they said it was okay to, to put it on the big screen or I could pull my laptop out. But there was a point in time where it was affecting my work. To where I didn't want to work. I wanted to just watch it. And we were just, just the two of us doing something quick. And I pulled it up on my phone. I pulled up a phone, um, one of the games on my phone. And he goes, you know, that's an idol. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, that's soccer. You're, it's your idol. I'm like, no, it's not. He's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't about to try and argue with him. So I was like, okay. And it never went anywhere further. So he wasn't the guy that wanted to force you. He wanted you to think about it. There's some people who want to just force their opinion on you and then keep talking to you, down on you about it. And then there are people like this guy who just calmly, maybe sometimes sternly, <laughs> bluntly, uh, uh, shout out to him. I'm not going to say names, but he probably knows who I'm talking about. Uh, but it gets to the point where, like, within the next, like, I think about it, the next two weeks, there comes a point where I go up to him, I'm like, you know, you're right. I, I was putting that above God. I was putting that above the job that I'm spending my summer doing, serving the Lord. Like, it, it was a problem. He's like, I'm glad you admit that. There's nothing wrong with, like, watching sports. Like, we both like, like, the two of us, we talk hockey. We still do at times. Um, he lives in New York. I live in Michigan. Um, and shout out to him and other uh, nurses I worked with that are in New York or in Michigan or all over the country. Um, they're, they are warriors. They are our heroes during this time. He's like, there's nothing wrong with talking sports, watching sports, liking sports. But there comes a time where that's all that consumes you. If you put that above God, that is wrong. And so now, yes, I enjoy sports. And right now, while I'm at home, 
during this quarantine time. Thankfully, everyone in my household is safe and healthy. Um, praying for those who aren't um, or are in a lonely situation. And I'm really thinking about this. I go, you know, we don't have any sports going on. Like, why? So I've, like, I don't know how I feel anymore. At first I was a little devastated because I was like, we're not getting March Madness. Like, this, in March, I literally try to watch every single March Madness game. That's because it's only like once a year. FIFA World Cup was like once every four years. Tried to use that as an excuse, which ultimately it shows that it's an idol. Um, like tomorrow night would be the national championship game for March Madness, April six. Just thinking about that goes, man. The last two weeks would have been so different watching college basketball. But that's the thing. With no basketball, no football, no hockey, no baseball, no soccer, no rugby, no golf. Like, I mean, I'm not really a rugby, golf, or tennis fan or anything like that. Um, but, I mean, I know other people are. And for some people, those are their idols. This is a time where we need to reflect on what is our purpose in life? What is our focus? Is it on our hobbies? Is it on our family? Is it on God? Like, this is something that every person needs to just check themselves. And it doesn't have to be sports. It could be movies. It could be music. It could be different entertainment like YouTube. It could be... I don't know. I mean, it could be politics. It could be the latest cell phone. It could be the latest fashion choices. Money. Focusing way too much on school. I mean, there's nothing wrong with focusing on school. I mean, I have a hard time with that, like actually focusing. <laughs> but there's a point in time where your academics are all you think about. There's a problem. And I really hope that this message strikes you all. And right now, I'm, I mean, I don't have, this was all off the top of my head, so I don't have any, like, scripture to uh, talk about right now. But I do want to say that if you're a Christian or not a Christian, or if you have a different thing going, or if you're, like, kind of, like, thinking about, like, My solution is here that you give yourself 
a heart check. I'm not saying go get a physical or whatever. I'm saying check your heart, where it is. What ultimately is driving you today? And that's what I want to open up my podcast. It's going to go a little longer today um, because I didn't expect to ramble on for a little over 20 minutes here. (laughs) But um, we're going to get to our last week's trivia question of the week, and then we're going to get to our topic on the NCAA. Welcome to Trivia Corner. I'm your host, Matthew Gagne. This is on the Stats Matter podcast. Now, last week I asked you, who the Chicago Bears selected with the number one overall pick in 1941. If you guessed it, it was it was Tom uh, Tom Harmon out of Michigan. His son is famously known as Mark Harmon, who is a is a an actor on the TV show NCIS. Now this week I have a question from the NHL. What great right winger had his number nine jersey retired by two NHL clubs? Come back next week for that trivia question answer. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Stats Matter podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Gagne. Now, I know that was a long intro, and this is going to be a little bit of a longer podcast, but bear with me. you got... Here in Michigan, we have a stay-at-home order until at least next Tuesday. It's probably going to be extended until the end of the month of April. In New York, it's pretty much the same thing um, for all my friends out there. If you live in Virginia, you're, you're going to be at home for a while. So you might as well just hear me out, hear my opinions, and if you've got a problem with it, go ahead and let me know on Facebook because... I'd love some feedback. Facebook, Twitter. My Twitter is at DietMattDo. Instagram is same handle for personal. Or you can go to my Stats Matter podcast. That is in the, uh, it's uh, stats underscore matters underscore podcast on Instagram. And on Facebook, you can check out the Stats Matter podcast. Or you can send me a personal message. That's fine. I, I, I could care less. I would love the feedback either way. Um, pretty soon we're going to actually have our first guest on the show. Maybe multiple. We'll see. Not going to confirm who it's going to be. Um, but we're, we're going to also try to get guests during our live show for the NFL Draft. I hope you guys um, will tune into that. That's April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Starting... April 23rd, I believe it's 8 o'clock in the evening. You can actually watch the actual draft on ESPN, but you can also tune in to Facebook Live um, as well, and I will try and give you my opinions on either who's going to be picked or um, like how good, like what I think of each pick. Um, hopefully I'll have some people on the show to listen, um, give their opinions. Um, whether they're Patriots fan, Browns fan, Lions fan, uh, Eagles fan, it, it goes everywhere. Cowboys fan, uh, Packers fan, Bears fan. So I mean, we we've got multiple different uh, 
uh, fans that hopefully will give be able to give their opinions on whether what their team is doing or um, how division rivals or stuff like that is going down. Now, I believe April 24th, that will start at 7 o'clock in the evening. And April 25th is a Saturday, and that will start at 12 o'clock Eastern Time. All times are Eastern Time, other than the Eastern Standard Time Zone. So if I if I say something that's wrong time-wise, let me know, because I want to correct that next time I'm on the air. So, all right, so let's get to the topic. Now, as, as I've talked about a little bit, is the coronavirus and how that's impacting sports, both professionally and collegially, and even at the high school level. Now, there have been rumors, and I keep hearing on ESPN and Fox Sports, that they may be thinking about canceling the NCAA football season in the fall. And I'm over here sitting here like, it's only April. I get it. Some of the spring practices are canceled and spring games are canceled. But you guys are thinking about canceling the whole season? And we're only in April? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> but, now here's the thing. This is, my sources are 60 Minutes, USA Today, SportingNews.com. Here, okay, so from 60 Minutes, I got this. In college sports, most programs in, in most Division I schools get their money for their athletics through the football program. Some of it comes from basketball as well. But in most cases, football and basketball are the only two sports that are bringing in revenue for the athletic department, whereas other sports, and I don't want to sound sexist, but like softball, uh, volleyball, well, you can add baseball in there. Some schools do better than others. Um, golf, like, etc. Like, they, they tend to lose money. In fact, if you look at LSU, this is according to the... Um, Give me one moment. Barstool Sports. Um, LSU only made money on football, basketball, and baseball. Baseball, they didn't even make a million dollars off of the year. Now, their next one was softball. But they lost over $2 million. And this is based off of the 2016-17 academic year. I'm not saying this was this past year or 50 years ago. This is just a couple of years ago. Um, that's at Louisiana State University. Now, there are some schools that are private, so they don't give out the details. The ones that do give out the details are public universities, so they, they, they are supposed to. Um, according to Michigan, former Michigan Athletic Director Dave Brandon back in 2012 in the 60 Minutes interview, Michigan's revenue was $133 million. And they were making approximately $90 million just in football. Now you look at Alabama. When Nick Saban arrived as head coach, and since then, Alabama has tripled their revenue 
for the athletic department based off of the football program. Michigan and Alabama's matchup in 2012 at Cowboys Stadium, they each both got a payout of $10 million each for playing in that game based off of ticket sales, merchandise, uh, concessions, all that fun stuff. But then you get the little guys, like say the Mid-American Conference schools or the Conference USA's, some of the American Athletic, uh, the Sun Belt, the WAC. I mean, the WAC is in FCS, I believe, now. You got even the FCS schools. A lot of them don't make much money, so what they do is when a big school, say, for example, Michigan plays Appalachian State back in 2007. Appalachian State won that game. They weren't supposed to. Um, still rough on that one. Appalachian State made around $700,000 just to show up. They're going to take that because that's the biggest pay, pay they're going to get to go in and play another school, and they won that game. In most cases, that doesn't work out. Like, Michigan played Delaware State a couple years later, 2009. Michigan destroyed them. I mean, <laughs> I've seen... Alabama and Auburn destroy the Citadel, or Furman, or Florida smashing Tennessee Martin. But these schools only play these games. Like, yes, it's a guaranteed loss. Yes, it's a, it shows that they're going to get embarrassed on national TV. But one, they get on national TV when they normally don't get on TV at all. And two, today's market, they're getting... Between seven hundred to one point two million dollars just to show up. So I mean, of course they're gonna take that. They're gonna take the money and run with. Now, if you also want to look at this, here are the biggest paychecks for college football head coach. Number five, Kirby Smart of Georgia. He makes six point eight million dollars. Close to 6.9. Kirby Smart's only coach, been a head coach for a few years, but he already took Georgia to a national championship. They should have won the game. They lost uh, in the second half. They were playing in Atlanta, too. Number four is Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. He's making 7.5. Like, he won a national championship at Florida State. He's trying to turn a program around Texas A&M in the SEC. Um, unfortunately for him, he's playing in a division with Alabama and Auburn and LSU. <laughs> and every once in a while, Ole Miss and Mississippi State had good years. It doesn't help when both those schools are playing really well the same year, too. Number three is Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. He's making like $4,000 more than Jimbo Fisher. Jim Harbaugh hasn't even won a, a division title at Michigan. I mean, he turned a program around at Stanford. Turned a program around at San Diego University. He took the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl. But Michigan, he hasn't done much. But it's because his name and the brand he brings. And number two, Nick Saban at $8.8 million. I mean, there's a reason why he gets paid this much money. Like, he gets paid a lot more than the chancellor of the school. In fact, all these coaches do. 
they all get paid more than the chancellors of their respective schools. Number one, Dabo Sweeney at Clemson, making $9.3 million a year. I mean, he's taken down Bama twice in the national championship. Yeah, he just lost another, he just lost the championship to LSU, but I mean, he's 2-2 two and two in national championship games in the last, like, five years. That's pretty impressive. Both the wins he got were over Alabama. One of, them were, one of the losses was to Bama, the other was to LSU this past year. They do really well recruiting, and they've got a couple more guys going first round this year in the NFL draft, in my opinion, and according to most experts. You can also look at college basketball here with big paychecks. John Calipari, Kentucky, and coach Mike Krzyzewski at Duke are making around $8 million apiece per year. They put excellent teams on the floor every year. Now, here are, here's the surprise. I saw this in a USA Today article, and this was... Bit, this was uh, this was an article written back in January. So these, these were the numbers of the revenue from the previous year. These were the, the biggest revenues in the NCAA for college sports. Number five was Alabama. Their revenue ended up being, get this, 177 0.4 million dollars. Number four was Michigan, 195.7 million dollars. And number three was Ohio State, was 205.5 million dollars. Number one was Texas A&M, just 212.4 million dollars. So just short of four, but close enough. I'm rounding it up. <laughs> And number one was Texas, $219.4 million. Just to think, between Texas and Texas A&M, they make over 431, close to uh, $432 million just off of those two schools for their sports programs. Wow. Here's the thing. In these power schools, in the schools right there, all their budgets right there, 75% of their budget comes from football. And you look at all five of these schools, they're all football schools. A couple of them know how to play basketball too. Michigan, Ohio State, a little bit of Texas a and a little bit of Texas here and there, Alabama every once in a while. But for the most part, these schools play football. This is where 75% of their budget comes from. Their revenue. It's, this is where it's coming from. And so, for experts to say, at this point, that college football is going to be canceled in September. Or, they're thinking about it. I think... The schools are not going to allow it. Because if you cancel football, you cancel every single sport 
maybe basketball gets away with it. But even then, if you cancel football, you're canceling the rest of your spring sports, the rest of your fall sports, the rest of your winter sports. Because they won't have the money to do it. What happens is most of the money that they make gets thrown back into the pro- into the, all the programs that they have. Because a lot of, the, like I said, in Michigan, like 20, like I think it's 25 of their 29 programs are dependent on the football program making money and the basketball program making money. They don't make enough. They, in fact, they lose money. And so that's where. The whole marketing, your ticket sales or merchandise, that's where that all comes into place. If you buy more stuff from the football and basketball programs and baseball programs, depending on what school you're at. And, and I'm not and maybe UConn, you get the women's basketball program there as well. Um, in fact when I talk about basketball, I'm talking about men's and women's. UConn does really well at both usually. So they're there's no problem there for that. Um, <laughs> now, when you add all that in, then you got to add up all the other sports that you have. And that's where it becomes a problem if you don't have football, basketball, baseball. Because then the schools are losing money, and the schools are going to have to shut down their athletic departments, and they won't be able to compete on the national level anymore. Might be able to do some, like, eh, just some recreational sports, but nothing to compete against other schools about. So if they if they were to somehow cancel college football, there won't be any college sports until the fall of 2021. When when they would bring football back. So, that is my podcast for this week. Let me know what you guys think on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I hardly use the Twitter, so like I'll see if I get an update every once in a while. So if you do say anything on Twitter, it might be a while. <laughs> but mostly my, my uh, priorities are Facebook and Instagram. So, alrighty, and have a great week, guys, and stay safe, stay healthy, and have a good week.